Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. And it's called the Poseidon and Soften to separate. And this is the picture you can see when the Poseidon start to come away from the fascia uh, there. Underneath the Soften start to separate. Now on the next slide, uh, this is the corner right over here. And you can see this is all separated. It wasn't very well, I don't want to say bad work, but it wasn't sealed properly. They wanted the new job to be putting a nice corner on it, sealing it behind the water penetration. So that's you know, just, just the front here. The next slide I have on the side here. I don't know how many years the spouting's been overflowing, but you can see along the side of the church, nothing's growing because it's always flooding. And there's one downspout, and that's probably about a 70, 80 foot run, just one downspout. We want to do two downspouts, get the water away from the building, uh, just replace all that gutter on that side into the water flow. Next slide, this corner right here. This shows a lot of rock right here behind the side. You can see how sitting out. We're going to take all that off, go in there, replace all the rock and wood, reinstall the side. Get that all secured, cornered right. Uh, next slide. This is over here, door over here. The awning fell a year or so ago. I'm going to put a new awning on. We're going to redirect that spouting coming off the flat row here of the organ. Uh, get that all cleaned up looking nice. Next one is uh, this is this right here on the roof. There's multiple things going on right here. You can see the siding is two different types. Uh, down here on the bottom, it's not placed very well. The metal right here on this piece where the laser is, that's not placed very well. Up in the right-hand corner, it's like there's been all this patchwork down on the roof. And the station, this is like paint, metal, all kinds of things there. We want to get that all cleaned off, properly sealed, so you know, protect it for the next 20 years. Uh, next slide, this is this wall right here. You can see we've got twice this year that's going on. And these are two patch jobs. You can see that one piece here is a little different color. The last storm we had, it looks summer in the neighborhood. So we put a piece that doesn't even match up there. And this whole side here will be all new soffit and siding because up on top, the soffit's not properly installed. Right on the everyone get that all sealed, sealed, protected. The next one, uh, another piece area you really can't see up close. These two roofs kind of meet, there's a bunch of patchwork down there. And then you can see a different color in facial to the uh, side there. <clears throat> Take that all, reseal it, fix it correctly. Probably give next 20, 30 years. And you can actually even see how the soffit separated from the fascia there. Yeah, that wood starting to cure being exposed to the elements. Uh, next one, same side, you can see the fascia start to come loose. Uh, there's some rot going on. There's several places like that up here where this is all starting to separate. Take that off, inspect it, reseal it, put it all back together. Next one, is over in the corner. This is a problem during high rain. 
the entrance gets flooded, water penetrates in down the wall. And the reason is you can't really see it, but there's right where that laser is. There's a four-inch grain that takes that whole roof over there, the flat side, the four-inch, and on the little awning you've got a two by six inch, four by six rather, spouting. So we're going to go up here to the corner up there on top right there. Had that enlarged, put an oversized piece of spouting. Uh, we haven't actually decided yet how we're going to run it through the awning. That's one of the proposals or go outside it. The uh, contractor wants to go through it, so it's straight. Eliminate any vents as much as we can. So that take care of putting the entrance way. And then on the next one, do it again. Good. Because also in that project, there's three downspouts down the side here. First one down here has come loose from the building, and we're going to reattach them all, reseal them where they come into the roof and match. So, a lot of detail work in this project. And more information about what we're doing, proposing to do, is on the table back here. Daryl's got some handouts out there, the actual proposal uh, from the way overhead door. Uh, just a little short review of what we want to do. Thank you, Steve, and the trustees. They've really, they've really uh, had the companies come out here, research it, study it. Like I said, there could be some hidden board damage, but there's some. There could be more, but hopefully not very much more. But when we get on this, and like I said, one of the big problems is we fixed all of our roofs over the years with all that money. We put a little slant on it for the flat roofs. Well, that fixed that problem where the water don't stand on the roofs. Unfortunately, like you said, we create another problem because now it can't get off the roof and all goes to that end. We don't have enough gutter or downspouts to get the water off. So every time we get a, a much rain at all, it backs up onto the roof even though it get off. So by adding more spouting and gutters and a bigger hole up there, that will eliminate that that's going to save our walls over on the, uh, that would be the uh, north side of the church there. So anyhow, 11th and 18th, we will be able to vote. Uh, it'll be very short or whatever there, because we've already explained it. There'll be information back there. But we would like your support on this. The council did vote. It did a roll call. And we individually did a roll call. And we all voted to accept this, to take care of this before it gets out of hand. And that's where we stand at. So hopefully we'll see you on the 11th or 18th. And you will vote to support this. And we can make a good 2021 to repair the church and have a lot of funds to give the church organization in a few more months from now. And that's all I got there today. Thanks, thank you all of you. Tom? Yeah. Tom. Oh, yeah. There is paperwork back there so that everybody can make a copy and see what we're actually proposing to do. There's a clipboard back there with the description of everything that we're getting ready to do. Okay, there is paper back there. The trustees has gone again to explain to everybody what we're going to do and what we're proposing. Please pick one up today. Those who are here next week can pick one up. Uh, we would, we'd like to say we'd like to count on you to be here and we can at least take care of address a lot of our issues. But there is paperwork back there so you can see the proposal. Any other questions? I know this is really about time, but everything this year, or everything we keep getting into, is a little more different. We need, and everything is a little different than what we've lived with for 50 years. So we decided to address it this way, and I'm sure we're going to vote twice. If you 
still can't be here on the 11th and 18th, there will be absentee ballots to vote on this, because we want your voice to be heard, but we think this is a project well worth its while. Thank you. We'll let the pastor be pleased to leave on the service there. Thank you, Tom, and thank you, Steve. Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe. You feed the hungry and clothe the naked. You set free those who are bound. You raise up those whose courage falters. You provide for our every need. You have called us from all peoples. You bless your people with peace. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord God, our defender, storms rage about us and cause us to be afraid. Rescue your people from despair. Deliver your sons and daughters from fear. And preserve us all from unbelief. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as we continue with the readings. The first reading today is from Job 38, verses 1 through 11. Then the Lord answered Job out of the storm. He said, who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched the measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in darkness? When I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place? When I said, this far you may come and no farther. Here is where your proud waves halt. The second reading is Second Corinthians 5th chapter, verses 14 through 21. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, and those who should live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do, know, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us a ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who made no sin to sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteous of God. Here is the reading.
Gospel according to St. Mark, the fourth chapter, beginning at the 35th verse. That day when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. There are a lot of words that simply get tossed around loosely nowadays. And one of them is boundaries. Now, usually when we talk about boundaries, especially in a psychological context, we're talking about being able to say to certain things, I'm not going to allow that, I can't take that anymore, I'm not going to permit that in my life anymore. That is one definition of boundaries. But the more general definition of boundaries is limits, setting limits on things, especially setting limits on how far things can go, how far things are to be permitted. In today's scripture readings, we hear about someone who is the greatest boundary setter of them all. Even as for our own health, we are encouraged to set personal boundaries. God himself, for our well-being, sets boundaries. He also sets limits. In fact, the reason he is able to do so is because he created the world. He has also even despite what we may think at times, never once lost control of the world. The whole world is still under his sovereign power and control. The whole world is still under his decree. The whole world still continues to remain and will always continue to remain under his complete and total control. God has has already set limits on how far things can go in this world. In fact, in Job 38.11, which Don read for us just a few moments ago, God reminds Job, who is, who is completely despondent and in despair, that, God, that he said, God said to the oceans, This far you may come and no farther. Here is where your proud waves halt. And much like Job, 
much like, also much like the disciples in today's gospel reading, we may look around and say, is there no end to our trouble? We turn on the news, and we hear story of despair and bad news one after the other. We hear about building collapses in Florida. We hear about natural disasters taking place. We hear about the continuing pandemic and the Delta variant of the coronavirus coming. We even, we even up until recently, continued to hear about and experience cicadas. And we wonder, is there a limit to anything? When is all this going to stop? Well, there is good news. As many of you have already experienced, the cicadas are 99.9% gone. So, that is just one proof of how, yes, there are limits to how far things can go. But otherwise, God promises, and he especially promises by the act of his son in today's gospel reading, that there is a limit on how far things can go. Even though right in the middle of whatever we are experiencing, whatever we are suffering from, whatever is troubling us, there may seem to be no end to it. Even though everything may seem to be out of control, even though everything may seem to be uncertain, the reality is that God already has everything under control. God has already set a time. God has already said, enough, this isn't going to happen anymore. God has already said, here's the boundary, no longer to be crossed. We do not know when that is going to happen, but we simply trust God. Jesus himself, Jesus himself asks his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And we, he asks us the same thing. Why do you still continue to be afraid? You certainly have every right to. You certainly have every right to be worried, to be concerned, even to be scared. You certainly have every right to keep on wondering, is there going to be an end to what I'm going through? Is any of this ever going to stop? But here, once again, there is the promise. In Mark 4:41, the disciples ask each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Here is where our comfort is. Here is where our comfort in the midst of struggle is. The fact that there is somebody to whom even the wind and the waves are submissive, to whom all the powers, all the destructive powers, are even submissive. All things are submissive and are under the control of Jesus himself. Therefore, we are to have faith. We are to have faith that Jesus is eventually and at just the right time, going to step in and say, enough, 
everything stops right now, that Jesus is going to step in and say, here's where the limit is. Here's where everything stops. That Jesus is going to step in and say, I have everything under control. And indeed, he already has everything under control. Whether it is suffering or whether it is something that we are going through or a family member or a friend is going through, God has everything under control. All things are subject and submit to him. Even in today's second reading from St. Paul's letter to the second Corinthians, we hear about how even, all th even as all things are under God's power, even we are under God's power. We continue to remain under God's power and control. Our very lives continue to remain under God's power and control. Every single day, God is working in our hearts and minds to change us and turn us around, to set a boundary, set a limit on what we used to be, and to change us more and more to become like him. God has set a boundary and a limit on how we used to be, the old us, and is making a new us. As St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. The new creation has happened because Jesus died on the cross, which was the moment at which he said to sin, death, and the devil, here's where it all stops. Your power over creation, over human nature, stops right now. The threat of eternal death, the power of sin, and the power of the devil, the power and control of the devil over us, stops right here, right now. And it was at the moment that Jesus died on the cross that the power of the devil was negated. The power of sin was negated, and the power of death was stopped. Which means that we now have the promise that in this life, we are becoming more and more like Jesus every day. And when our earthly life ends, that will not be the end. We will live, we will live with him in heaven for all eternity, all because he died and he rose again. He came back to life as a, way, as a way of saying and demonstrating that death's power had ended. Death's power and the fear of death had ended. There was a boundary. There was a limit to how far it could go. And as St. Paul continues, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. In today's day and age, 
we have this message and all of us share the responsibility of this ministry to give assurance to comfort other people other people who are struggling who are suffering and who are troubled by reassuring each other and reassuring everyone that God continues to remain in control God has everything under control God has a plan God is going to step in and say enough it stops right now and it goes no farther God has a plan in mind and all we have to do is trust him we can give each other the same kind of assurance that just as God sent his son to defeat the power of sin, death, and the devil, to take away the punishment for our sins and the threat of eternal death, by, by having his son die and rise again, reconciling us to him, that is, restoring the relationship we had lost with him. Because we have this relationship with God, because he is close to us every single day, because he continues to be with us, be right here with us, right here, right now, God is always in control, and God has us under control. God is going to step in and say, enough, here's where it stops. God is going to step in and say, here's where it ends. God is, as he is even now, going to reassure us and say, I have everything under control. So let us continue to believe. Let us continue to have faith that God does indeed have everything under control. That just as God set the boundaries on the oceans, on sin, death, and the devil, God has set boundaries on all of us. God has also set boundaries of protection on us. Protection. Pro protection where? Anything that comes against us, anything that tries to attack us, will be, its power will be negated. If anything tries to come against us, God will step in and say, enough, this person is my child. You cannot attack them. We are protected by God. He surrounds us with his power of protection every day. He surrounds us with his almighty power so that anything that comes against us, everything that tries to attack us, undermine us or discourage us is deflected and has its power be negated and limited because God protects us. God protects us with his power. He has set limits. He has set boundaries. He, has, he remains in total control of everything in this world and of us. Let us then continue to believe that God is in control, that God has control of us. We are under his power, 
We are under his protection. Let us have faith that even as all things are subject and submissive to God, our very lives are under his control. So let us believe that God is in control. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Now let us stand, and together let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please feel free to place your offering in either one of the plates at the back of the sanctuary. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. Let us come before the triune God in prayer. God of hope, the ministry of your church extends across borders from nearby neighbors to far and distant countries. Accompany all those who labor eagerly in service of the gospel that your good news that through your good news, all might experience transformation. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for this assembly and all those gathered together in worship. Revive our spirits, renew our relationships, and rekindle our faith that we might experience resurrection in this community. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for all those affected by the building collapse in Surfside, Florida, for the victims, for those who have died, and for the, families, for the families of those who have died. We pray for the first responders and the investigators who are even now active, trying to, re trying to rescue those who still remain trapped in the rubble, and pray that you would be with all who have been affected by this disaster in any way. Lord, in your mercy. God of healing, your touch has the power to make us whole. We pray for those suffering from physical or mental illness. Embrace those who are sick, especially those who we name silently in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, we give thanks for the faithful ancestors in every age whose lives have pointed us towards you. Envelop them in your love that we may be reunited with one another in the last days. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray. 
trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. to the weekly word please visit your favorite podcast provider may god bless you now and always